1: A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast.
0: For Anfield Index and, ladies and gentlemen, this is ahead of the last one before Christmas and a massive game, no two ways about it. We face Arsenal on Saturday at half past five, Christmas Eve, Eve, as some would say, as well. So, loads to get through as normal. We've got the Q and As that Jurgen Klopp and oh, ans- answered, yeah, a bloody word out. I answered and was asked. We've got the analysis of the West Ham game and how that went, the key lessons learned from that one, and who may have played themselves in and out. We've got Arsenal threats as normal. And we'll go to our formation lineup and my predictions. We're actually, I'm doing all right this year. Last year, everyone was pretty shy, to be honest. But this year, not too bad at all. So. Let's get into it. Some interesting questions. I and mean, We saved some team news bits for the Arsenal part, but let's get into it. So the first one, Jurgen Klopp, was asked about the Super League and the statement that Liverpool have made. said, I agree 100% with that statement. I like it that finally we get a little understanding that FIFA's, the UEFA's, the FA, etc., they can't just do what they want. Just doing things like they do, putting in the competitions with more games – I like that they get a bit of a, a shake-up, so you cannot do exactly what you want. But with the Super League, I have that same opinion that I said before. Yeah, I don't think I' was shot with this. I think pretty much every club down to, you know, even the, the smaller ones in the world, the community ones, what's called Everton, things like that, have rejected this, haven't they, and said, no, we're we're not going forward for it. So it might be that there's a few like Real and Barca are a little bit lonely at the moment. But probably another pod for another time. This just leaves the door open, isn't it? In the case of if you wait for, don't start bending or working with certain clubs more, there's a threat there, isn't there? As it were. So yeah, that was interesting. Now the inevitable question came up about Vinny O'Connor Sky asked about the atmosphere. Cause everyone knows what Jürgen said. And obviously it's been the, the whole debate all week. So he spoke for quite a bit on this. So, Make sure you've got your ears pinned back for this one. Listen carefully. So asked about, you know, the atmosphere, what do you think of it. You know, do you stand by those comments? So he kind of did that sigh, you know, when he goes to fluffs and hits the desk type of thing. But he said, maybe I have to. And then um, I, I can tell people I don't order atmospheres or whatever. It's two home games in a row and two games where we had 62 finishes. Shoot me, men shots. That's pretty special. That's what football is all about. And imagine if we scored all of those. You will have these moments in football where you create a chance and you miss it. And in our best times, I understand not everyone was thinking, clock is always right, talking about myself in the third person again. But it was my feeling directly after the game. It was exactly like that. When I turned around and we missed the chance, people were almost sitting flat and I thought, what do we want? Missing a chance is the closest thing to scoring a goal. Now, in very good times, and exactly, we all join these situations. What we should do is we're also in a pretty good position in the league. Maybe a bit quicker than people expect. I don't know. Differences for me, if you have these chances and you miss it, what you want is the stadium to go bonkers and go for the net chance. And that was different. I enjoyed 99.7%, very specific, of each second in that stadium. I love it to bits. The atmosphere... These people, and sometimes they are in and these are in, but people explain to me that's not possible only if it's a family member. So Jürgen understands the F and F policy and the transfers forward, distributes, that play to him. I didn't know people would take me word for word, but maybe after all the years, we should be used to that. I'm overly happy with everything, but it's like if we can do better, then I want to and show us. I said something, that's all. If people want to understand me right, I think that's possible. What I said is we need Anfield tomorrow, and that's a 100% possible. And I cannot wait for that first whistle. I think this has got absolutely carried away across the board. And listen, everyone's entitled to their thoughts, and everyone's entitled to their opinion. But for me, and, and, and all I ever see on this is it just stokes the old tired, almost lazy fan argument to me, like, the locals, then the walls and the corporates and the plastics and all those things that, that come out that people can just throw. Let's be clear, I love the idea of part of the the stadium, almost like the old magic, as the you know, I wasn't there, I'll pretend, but the boys' pen, that old style local thing. I think that would be absolutely fantastic. Having been on Summer Ways, do you see when you get that, that sort of local support? Insane. The younger variety, a bit more energy in the stadium affordable, all those things you could mention. Don't think that's a bad thing at all. Love that idea. On the other side, it's not just Scousers that go to a game and it's not just Scousers that make the atmosphere. And this isn't attacking Scousers either before anyone jumps on that. The whole thing about Liverpool, it's that great mix. There'll be people from out of town who make noise. There'll be Scousers that go to a game that don't. There will be vice versa. All I'm saying, whoever jumps on this is. I love the idea of like a, a, a boys' pen, an area for young gals as young people to to make noise. Tickets an affordable level. I think that would be a great concession for the club to make in some way. But I understand it's balanced against the the value, the yeah, the money that brought in from those corporate. But just because corporate doesn't have to be a negative slam. There's a lot of corporate people that give tickets to local charities and the foundation of things like that. Everything's got to be balanced. And also, the atmosphere at Anfield, people are desperate for it to now be labelled as terrible. You've got to think about this because other fans will love that. It's been better at games than United. It wasn't. It's difficult to make it dancing, if you want to call it that, every game unless you want those drums. But I do think concessions should be made in that. Just my opinion. You might disagree is what it is type of thing. Then it came to questions of players. So he was asked about Curtis Jones, first of all, and how he's done. He said, had a giggle at that, because you know where that was going, almost like put him in the lineup verbally. So yeah, he laughed and said, all the good, yeah, and he was exceptional. Maybe it's the best game we've played so far this season. Changed the lineup, and I liked it a lot. Curtis scored two goals. He was directly aggressive in the right manner. We will start with 11 And bye, will come on, I'm sure. I mean, we'll come on to line up later, but lovely straight back, cover drive, down the ground for four. What else he really expects himself? I thought that was a bit of a, a wasted question, I have to be honest, but there we go. Then was asked about Endo. Went into quite a bit of depth over this, said, we don't seem to give people time anymore, but internally, we do. It means him as a club and his coaching staff. When we see him every day in training, He was one of the hardest working people I've ever met. We saw some of the biggest players in my time that needed time to click. We saw for half a year that Andy Robinson didn't play for the team. Hopefully he's forgotten that. Fabinho couldn't play it alone in a six at the start. He gives, so Endo gives something different to the team. He's the one for tackles. He does well. He finds positions better and that's fine. Think you've got to give Endo a, a bit of praise at the moment, haven't you? Or it's got to be balanced because the criticism's been loud, so everything should be balanced in this regard. He's taken his time. He's, he almost appeared one for the Carabao, the Europa, the domestic cups, maybe like we say, Sheffield United away, that type of thing. But and maybe you know it's through McAllister's injury. Let's not beat around the bush. But you still got to take your opportunities, haven't you? And you've got to give Endo credit, especially those last few games. He was good against United. He was good here. Obviously, the team was good against West Ham. So he's performing well. Yes, it's taken a bit of time, but we can see the the progress now. And people are going to jump on this as well with the 30-year-old international. He should be seeing progress anyway. But it's always going to take time. So the the praise has got to be there for Endo at the same time. So it was good to see that was asked. It was good to see it answered that way. And then the final question, real player-wise, that was about Jarel Quanza. They said Jarel's played good since then, but we knew about him well before that. Long-term injuries are always a problem, like happened with Joel. We have to sort it internally, and thankfully we can. Now I've seen a few comments on this around, oh, because we sort it internally, that's the transfer window over, you know, and all those types of things. I think what Jurgen was alluding to, that at the time Joel Matik was injured, well, the transfer window wasn't open straight away or is open now even still, isn't it? So, they had to look internally, They had to look. And he's mentioned it before. He still has four options that he's happy with. And yes, he has mentioned before, you know, if he can keep those fit, he'd like to go forward with those. Does that mean definitively, absolutely definitively, they're not looking, they're not seeing what's out there? I don't believe that. Suspicion still leads me to believe that I'd don't think unless there's a change, any other defender or midfielder could, could well be wrong. He's coming in, but I think that comment was more an answer. Or the answer, sorry, was more uh, an alluding to that rather than anything else. There was other questions about, you know, like t- a question about comments I made about Burnley. and As you said, I was just, I was being flippant about it. It wasn't being derogatory towards Burnley. It could have, as you said, he could have asked me if it was Tottenham, London. All those types of things. So it just so happened it was Burnley at the time. So yeah, there was no there was no doing down of Burnley ahead of Boxing Day either. So those were pretty much the, the key questions. So as we go to normal, the West Ham clues. I tell you what, ladies and gents. Five one, two for Curtis. So Bosline with that opener, pure strike as you saw it. That ball didn't move, didn't it? When you just almost float through the air beautifully. Salah finish, Gapo as well. So forwards getting in in the goals. Even Nunes getting assist. Trent getting on for about five minutes and got two. So honest thoughts on the performance? It might not be because I'm kind of thinking a bit on the spot here, but it's maybe a shout for being our best performance overall of the season. Now you take things into account about it's not the league and people will argue that, but it's a Carabao Cup quarter final. West Ham are a a good team. I think it was a combination of us being brilliant and then being poor on the night that led to that realistically. But the honest thoughts were it was a good performance for so many across the board. There's there's the people that really shot. I mean, Kwanza's progressive passing in that game was, it was really good. His man Dykeskes as well. You saw him, he played the diagonals that settles on the attack. He was punching the ball through the lines at pace. Probably, if I'm being honest with Kwanza, haven't seen Canate, Matip and Gomez do it to that level. doesn't mean they're bad, but it really was something else. Love the fact that not everyone went inverted. That was beautiful, wasn't it? No one was inverting that much. It meant that Elliot from the right forward is brilliant. Yes, coming inside at times, and Nunes also comes inside as well, but the full-back's bombing on. Fair play to Gomez. Fair play to Simicast, Maybe Gomez, and we will riot when he scores that first goal. Was just lacking that bit of composure, sort of in the final third. But overall, a massive, you know, shout out for the fullbacks and then the midfielders. The Bosley, when people weren't getting his space, shall we say, and other midfield trying to do the same thing, look great. Curtis Jones, unreal, absolutely unreal. And I almost jump into a next section. But it's absolute madness beyond belief if Curtis Jones isn't starting against Arsenal. I strongly believe he will. I don't want to hear that Gravenberg, you know, now fear he had the rest and all that. Curtis Jones should be one of, if not the first name as well on the team sheet with the other main players. So, you know, we always talk about playing the way in and out. You've got to give him that. At the same time, if you look forward, Nunez on the left. Oof. Just looked bar the goal, and he did hit the post as well. You know that Dariola save was a lucky, but some great passes, some great work with Harvey, isn't he? When he played him in in the first half, the assist for Jones was a great pass as well. Darwin pressed; he won the most tackles of anyone on the pitch. He just looked an absolute menace in that left side, and I think that's got to be a, a key part as well, which we'll come to on the lineup. Harvey Elliott. Again, brilliant. Not so you get the the big headline numbers, but absolutely superb. If anything, though, the weird one is, Gappo scored a good goal. It's a very good finish, as we know Cody can do. Didn't really play all that well. Got to be honest about that. Lost the ball quite a bit. And for someone who's got that frame, and it's such a frame, it's like he's six three, but he plays like he's a smaller man, almost, if that makes sense. The physical nature. we should hold the ball better with... His frame; he shouldn't always need to come back. Just a few things didn't quite link, but it's a, it's a good goal. So he comes into the mix as well. But I think there's going to be a, an unfortunate loser in the next lineup. And when I say that, does it mean it means that he's not going to start? But as Jurgen alluded to, the subs bench is going to be absolutely crucial. And that's what we want at this time of the year. So the positives from West Ham for pretty much all the players are massive in that regard. So, fair play. And we'll come on to this a bit more in the sort of formation and the lineup as well. Now, Arsenal threats, they come plentiful. I mean, defensive-wise, like us, they're the most miserly team in the league. So it doesn't necessarily factor that some people are suggesting a high-scoring game end-to-end. These are both two miserly teams and are getting to grips with things that way. So I would not be surprised if it's not as high-scoring game, but we know their players. We know Martinelli likes a game against Liverpool. Not had a good season particularly, you have to be honest about that, but there's that. Saka on the right-hand side, you know, Odegaard, you know, real threat that way. Th- those three especially can hurt us. One player who loves playing against Liverpool, we have to be honest, unfortunately, is Gabriel Jesus. Got a good record, hasn't he, for, for City and Arsenal against Liverpool. I don't mind seeing him not start, but I can't really see any other way. I, you know, I don't think Ed Ketty gets the nod at Anfield, and I don't have it. Can't see either. Could be wrong. My love's Havertz. It. The midfield debate comes up and all those types of things, but in essence, they have threats. So it's almost to think about when we talk about their threats, we need to think about how we counter them, don't we? Which we'll come on to in lineup. But part of it is, and Jurgen Klopp's mentioned this, Anfield has to be on its toes. Okay? It doesn't hurt sometimes when old Brillo Padhead himself riles it, doesn't it? Or does some of his players do things that way? So you have to think, like, when Arteta took on plop on the touchline when it's nil nil touch or touch paper lit, brought it to life that way. You have to think last season as well, when it was pouring, mean, we were two nil down, it was looking bad, wasn't it, in that season. Uh-huh. Granite Jackia, for some inexplicable reason, decided to start getting into it with Trent and that ignited it all that way as well. If they've got any sense, will have learned from that. They will come with the game plan of, i am say, the Defense, keep it tight. Keep it tight. Yeah. Don't let Anfield sort of bring it into that wall of sound, that cauldron of noise that we know it can do. So here's what they've got to do it's got to be from the off. Okay. And even if it's not first 10, 15 going perfectly, it's got to be from the off. We know how these react under pressure. We know. The psychological barrier, I would say, they have a bit when Anfield is that wall of sound, and they just struggle to handle it. That is what Anfield has got to bring tomorrow. Christmas Eve, Eve, the big one under the lights. That bit where you know you're feeling it. It's a massive game. You're seeing your breath in the air. All those types of things. So, yeah, that's the real counter-threat, the counter-press, as we'd say, from us that needs to happen tomorrow. And the next bit, we talk about, obviously, the the formation, the lineup. Now, this is the toughest one. I mean, injury news, Gravenberg is fit. Bad news, unfortunately, for this game on Jota and McAllister. They are not going to make it, as the club says, closer and closer. But there's that. Gave a detailed answer as well as a kind of a side note on Andy Robbo. So I mentioned, we need to be a little bit patient. He's doing all the physical work, as in, like, training, you know, the, the running and all those bits, but he's not allowed yet back for the full ball training. And the simple reason is, as we kind of knew, it's his shoulder. It's the, the risk there. But we hope he'll be allowed in a short time and that he'll be back in January. So do we, Jürgen. Absolutely so do we. But probably worth a note that Simicas, again, had a good game and we should give a, a bit of praise here to Costas. I don't think he's been sensational at all. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, it's not all crap or sensational. There is a, a barometer, but very good in recent times and look better with a run. I think sometimes we forget that as fans, don't we? That we want people to come and treat him and hit it straight away, but sometimes they need that run of game to sort of get to form, get comfortable, and it's certainly proved positive for him. So fair play there. Formation and lineup, then people. This is really tough, and I'm still swithering. And there's a few I wouldn't be upset if, I, you know, I get wrong in the nicest way. Or because this is more rather than I know I've done it as trying to predict what Jurgen Klopp does. And there's a little bit of that, but this is quite heavy of what I would like to see. And I'm a big believer in that. If you don't deserve, if you know, if you've played brilliantly, keep the shirt. The man in form. Yes, there's got to be rotation at times for certain competitions, but. This is a big game, so you've got to look, who's my strongest team? And form will come into that. It's the best team I can pick at the moment. So certain positions pick themselves. So Alisson to the back, Simicassi, left-back, Van Dijk, Canate. Now, there's some people are saying, I don't think this is foregone conclusion in this regard. I mean, what, a said he said, He's played well. Yeah, he did. He absolutely did. And progressive passing, brilliant. There's just one thing we found out a little bit with Kwanzaa. There's only a small weakness. It's not a glaring weakness. It's on the spin backwards. He isn't the quickest. Probably the way I think about him is his acceleration on the spin. It's like, do you remember in the old days where he used to play Bowser or Donkey Kong on Mario Kart? Do you remember when he selected them? Their acceleration was naff. But their top speed was pretty high. was that on the spin, one, if they hit a wall or something like that, take them a while to get chugging along and going in Mario Kart. But when they hit top speed, smashing people out the way and all that. That almost reminds me of what Kwanzaa's like. I think we found that out a few times. His top speed's good. He's not a slow player. But just on the turn, there's maybe something a bit not quite there. Kanate's quicker on that spin that way. So also with his aerial power as well, it's Kanate and BVD. Right back, Joe Gomez for me. Played really well. Christ, he nearly scored and it will go insane if Joe Gomez gets one, especially in a big game. But especially against Martinelli, I think you know a good defender there will help as well. And also, I've got Trent in a different position because I wasn't going without Trent playing. Let's be clear on that. But Gomez, I think that gives us the most solid base, shall we say, in this one for the defence. So I've got Gomez at right back. Midfield, Jones, no-brainer on the left. So no-brainer on the right. In the six, people will shout at this and I will get it because Wataro Endo, for me, is going to be hugely unlucky to sit out and he could ask those questions and say, hey, you know, like United, I wouldn't disagree with any of that for a second. But I play Trent there in this one. I genuinely do. Trent in the six. That won't be popular with a lot of people, but I do think he can be quite good in this one. And it also just allows the midfield to have sort of a that creative, that pressing energy as well that Trent, Sir Bosley and Jones were. I think that the energy, that legs they will bring. Yes, people will argue Endo is a natural six. I, I'm not debating that as well, but look what Trent did on the pitch. See how many chances he created in that short space of time insane. Two assists in a short space of time, insane. I think someone in there that can get on the ball and dictate it, not that it bad, but would just be absolutely crucial and the other two will have that option. Up front, may surprise people a bit, this as well. Nunes on the left. I, I, I don't think that'll be the one that surprises people, don't get me wrong. I think it's unfortunate, but we're just not seeing anything hardly from Luis Diaz at the moment. And that was even after the week's rest You know, he didn't go to to Belgium for the final Europa. It's just not happening. And even when he came on, I thought he was the one that didn't look bad, but just a bit disjointed. It's not happening. And also, I think he can be a really good sub. So, Diaz on the left for me. On the right-hand side of attack, Harvey Elliott for me in this one. It was brilliant the other night. Worked hard, created loads worked in tandem well with Gomez on the right hand side, allowed the to, like, to get in the areas he wanted to, even though he sometimes was dropping deep or created. I I think this could be a really useful weapon. Plus we know maybe gas is late on, that's a you know criticism of physicality, but Harvey will press in this one and track and help. And before people would jump on this about all oh, the right side and not done this. When we beat City last year one 0 he was absolutely crucial in protecting James Milner in front of some of that, that back four as well. So he can do a job. He will work hard. I think that would be good. And then I played Mo Salah as the striker. The, the good thing about that front three is it can interchange. We know Darwin will come inside. We know that essentially, Harvey will come inside, but they can drop deep. Other people will come through. We look at what Curtis Jones and Zobos like. We also think, or for me, we don't need to keep focused on this inversion with that either as well. We can go back, as we did against West Ham, to a more traditional 4-3-3. I thought it suited us really well. We inverted this new whole formation thing because of the issues we've had. I think we've seen in that, that last game, for me, and enough evidence there, that Let's play a standard 4-3-3. So that would be my lineup. There's going to be people disagreeing in that. People are going to be arguing. You can't drop Endo. Gapo scored a goal. Diaz has been rested. You've got to give me all those types of things. That is your opinion. I'm not convinced Jürgen Klopp will do what I say, but that is the lineup I would put out. And then that gives you Gravenberg, Gapo, Endo, Diaz off the bench. Real, real options. So that's for me, which only leaves me to provide, sorry, the score and scorers. So for me, I do believe that it'll be a tight game. However, 2-1 Liverpool. I am going to go. And I never bet against him because why would you? Don't always get it perfect, but You know, if I did start Bayern against it, it'd prove me wrong more than right. So the opening goal scorer, Mo Salah, Liverpool to win 2-1. Now, this is its nature because of this game. I don't mind necessarily uh, not the best performance as long as we win. I would take that all day rather than uh, we play well and it's a one-all draw type of thing or anything like that. The result's big in this. Yeah, we've had three home games, the results big. You don't want to have Arsenal and United visit Anfield and come away with less than four points. Okay, that would have probably been if you be honest, that would be the minimum you wanted at the start of this run. You take the cup out. So I'm hoping for a win, because otherwise it's maybe not the best results recently. You have to be honest about that. So fingers crossed, as long as we win, no injuries as well, that'd be nice with players hopefully starting to come back. But two one. Mo Salah is my prediction for the scoreline. And that, ladies and gents, is the last time I will speak to you before Christmas. So please enjoy yourself. Please have a nice time. Please stay safe. Show love to all Reds. But all it leaves me to say is that was another post-conference presser for Anfield Index.
1: We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show.